Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff. This is episode number 56, Challenges in Swim Lessons. I'll be your host for today, and we're going to be looking at what challenges are and how you can use them in your swimming lessons. Now, this is a recent tool that we've been using that is taken from the, sw- the book, How to Create Fun and Effective Swim Games. And we're going to see how you can take that category, challenges, and apply it to your swim lessons for a better experience. Let's get started. That's right. Today we're talking about challenges. We're talking about challenges in your swim lessons and what you can do to uh, give your participants an experience in the water that challenges them. It is a type of individual challenge that each participant or each person in your swim lessons can do uh, on their own. So this is a good group activity. It's a good private lesson activity. It's a good thing that you can do uh, to kind of break up the monotony of your swim lessons. Um, It's also a good substitute game. So if you found that a particular game is getting stale or you need to change things up a little bit, playing a personal challenge is a great way uh, to kind of make that difference or insert a little bit of change into your swim lessons. So the questions I have to ask you are, are you in a rut? Have you taught the same lessons over and over for years? Uh, Your lessons work. They're great. They're interesting for the kids, uh, especially the new kids that show up. It's, you know, it's a new experience for them. But how can you amuse yourself and your students without disrupting the flow of your tried and true lesson plans? Well, do a series of challenges. Intersperse within your lesson a series of ever-increasing difficulty and challenge, uh, and you'll see excitement and uh, reception from your kids uh, as they approach each challenge with interest and gusto. Um, so before we continue, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are recently in a season of interviews and guests, and this week there is no guest because of spring break this last week. Um, we did not have an opportunity to get someone online. Uh, to give you an interview this week. So we're doing a podcast on the challenges in swim lessons, which comes from uh, what we've been doing in our own lessons recently. So uh, if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, if you would like to talk to our audience about swim lessons and your program or swim team and your experience as a swimmer, I would like to hear from you. Send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. Uh, and hopefully we can set up a time to talk. It'll take about an hour, and we'll record it and put it out onto the podcast for everyone to listen to. Um, you do have a unique story. Everyone has challenges that are specific to their program, and other people are likely having those same difficulties. So uh, your experience is worth listening to and hearing from. I know I certainly have learned from both Jen Butler and Karis Mount, uh, which are episodes number 54 and 55. Uh, you can go back and see those as well. So uh, let's get started with the challenges in swim lessons. Um, first of all, what are challenges? Now, a challenge, in my opinion, is uh, a simple activity uh, that has one or two attempts. So it's a short activity. Um, it is a physical challenge or it is a question. So, for example... Do a flip. 
Now, most beginners in level one or level two, what Swimming Ideas calls level one and level two, cannot do flips. That's why it's a challenge. It's not difficult. The challenge in this case is something that is not exceptionally easily done. Uh, it is something that is doable, but may require some physical changes or manipulations that the person may not be comfortable with. So for example, doing a flip is a great challenge, uh, especially one to start out with because most people can't do it right away. Uh, they don't like being upside down. They don't like water going up their nose. And it sets uh, the stage because you do want your swimmers to not be able to complete the challenge, but you do want them to be able to complete the challenge. And I'm going to go into that later. I know that sounds weird. Um, but basically a challenge is, what is a challenge? Challenge is an activity, a short single activity uh, that is accomplishable, you know, it's able to be done, uh, but with difficulty. So it may not be easily done. Now, if you know how to do a flip, it's an easy skill. Uh, but, you know, it, it if you are successful at doing the first challenge, the second challenge will be a little bit more difficult. And um, the reward structure there, you want them to be achievable, but not necessarily easily achievable. So where does this concept come from? Where is this? Uh, where do challenges originate from? What? What? Where am I getting this? Uh, it is a category of game that you can play uh, that is found in the How to Create Fun and Effective Swim Games book that's available on Amazon. It is actually ninety nine cents and as a Kindle download, or I think it's two ninety nine. Uh, no, it's actually, I think it's $5 as a print copy, which is the lowest possible you can charge for it. So really, I just want you to get it, use it, and have a great time, uh, you know, with the games that you're playing from learning how to create them on your own and not just following a list, even though that list is available for you on our website uh, at swimminglessonsideas.com. So where does this concept come from? It is a category of games that is... Uh, playable by your entire group. So you can give a challenge to your whole group. So for example, if you have level ones, which are kids that don't go underwater, you can say, okay, challenge number one today is go underwater with just your lips, but not your nose and hold it there until I count to five. Now, this is a good game for a level one class because they don't like putting their whole face underwater usually. They're in that class to learn how to go underwater, to learn how to relax on a glides front and back. So the challenge for them is putting their face underwater. That's the goal, right? That's our ultimate goal. So one of the incremental steps, one of the um, small in, like progressive steps to going underwater is putting your shoulders underwater, your chin, your lips, and then your nose. So we're going to try kind of draw a line there above the lips but below the nose and holding it there. And that's the challenge. That's the difficulty. Uh, younger kids do not have as much control over their body. So to hold just their lips underwater is not going to be an exceptionally easy task. It may be easy for some of them but not all of them. Uh, and if they succeed at it, great. They're going to have that sense of reward and um, accomplishment. Uh, and if they don't, you can still say, oh, you know, that was a really good attempt. You know, we'll try it again later or move on. Just say, oh, no, you didn't complete the challenge. And they'll want to complete the challenge because the reward will be the success of completing it. So uh, it, the concept of this comes from a game, right? It's some sort of activity 
that is interesting and stimulating, yet also fun and effective. So let's move on to uh, why we're talking about this now. Um, recently, in you know, during teaching some lessons, uh, I've been writing about this on the website as well, and you can see at swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, if you click on the blog link, uh, there are a few posts there talking about recent swim lesson experiences and my successes and failures with them. Uh, and you can definitely learn from that by going to those posts and learning from it. But uh, in those posts, you'll see that there's a series of challenges. And we go up to, I think, challenge number seven in some of these classes. So these are 45-minute classes. Uh, I've been teaching mainly level two and level three. Uh, how to swim front crawl, basically, uh, and then how to teach freestyle breathing and backstroke. And um, during these lessons, uh, I, I've had a lot of good experiences with these personal challenges. And the more I, I've been doing them more and more often because the swimmers in my classes have been responding to them. And, and that's really what sets this apart is that you can come up with an interesting challenge on the fly uh, based on who you have in class that day, uh, and usually it's the same people, but you can you can come up with them on the fly uh, because they are so simple. They're just a single task, and they're relatively brief and short. And you can gauge the success of each challenge and tailor your next challenge to that uh, group. So, for example, if uh, challenge number one is to do a flip, and everyone in your group does, then challenge number two can be do a handstand that turns into a flip. So it's a little more difficult uh, because you both have to do a handstand, which is not always easy for people that don't know how to swim front crawl or, you know, know how to move their arms but don't really can't really swim. You know, they're not moving through the water very well or efficiently. And going upside down and doing a handstand and then doing a flip on top of it you know, that can be a difficult thing. So it's a worthy challenge. And what we're doing is we're taking an observable uh, achievement so they were able to do a flip and making it a little harder. <laughs> I mean, really, that's all it is. So challenge number two would be uh, do a handstand and do a flip. And it's an interesting thing because it's a difficult thing to do. Now, you can see example of the list of challenges that we played recently and swim lesson update. Uh, published on April 7th, 2017. Uh, and what we're going to go into now is a little bit about how you can use these challenges in your own lessons. So uh, let me just continue on with a little more examples of, of challenges in swim lessons so you get more of an idea of what kind of challenges we're talking about. Uh, for recently, we did, uh, like I said, we did a flip. Challenge number one was a flip. Challenge number two, do a handstand that turns into a flip. Uh, challenge number three, uh, and you can use this as, this is actually a testable skill in some swim programs, but you can do a front float where you turn over onto your back. So float on your back in a star position and then roll over onto your stomach. So uh, that's a challenge. Uh, and then Challenge number four would be float on your back in a star, roll over onto your belly, and then roll back onto your back. Uh, that would be another challenge. You can add a flip to that at the end to make it even more difficult. Uh, challenge number five, uh, put your belly button and your nose on the bottom at the same time. And you can do that in the shallow end to make it a little easier, or you can do it in the deep end. 
um, depending on the kids you have or the, the height of the kids in your class or the people in your class. Uh, you can do a challenge where you put your butt, your back on the ground. And then the next challenge, you can do your butt, your back, and your two feet on the wall. And this is to kind of progressively, incrementally get to pushing off on your back for streamline. Um, you can do a flip where your feet land on the wall and you lay on your back and you put your hands on your head. So again, like you're doing a street, a flip turn. Um, you can do a, a biggest splash contest. So the challenge would be jump in and your splash has to be smaller than the ladder, you know, handles on the side of the pool or jump in and your splash has to be bigger than the ladder handles on the side of the pool. Uh, you can do a challenge with the noodles. So if you use foam noodles or a rescue tube and you can say, okay, you have to stand on two noodles, but your feet can't touch the ground and you, your head has to stay above water. And it's a balance and coordination drill or activity. Uh, you can give them four or five noodles and have them hug it like a, you know, like a bundle of sticks or a bundle of noodles. And then they have to wrestle the crocodile. And that means roll over it. So like uh, twisting on their side, but laying flat and hold all four noodles together while they're rolling, uh, kind of like wrestling an alligator in the water. Uh, so there's a number of these. I mean, and these aren't all necessarily specific swim skill challenges. They're simply just physical challenges. Can you manipulate your body to do something in the water? And really, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for um, activities that are physically demanding, so they require your body to do something, uh, and may not necessarily be the typical skill that you're doing in your swim lessons, because it's got to be interesting and different and somewhat difficult in order for it to be an interesting challenge. And we do this because, um, and yeah, that's a good question. Why do we do this? Why are we doing challenges in the middle of your games? And maybe I should have talked about this at the beginning, but we're going to go into it right now. Um, why do we do this? Because it's interesting. Because it breaks up the monotony of your swim lessons. Now, uh, if you follow the swim lesson plans that you can get in the swim lesson starter kit at store.swimminglessonsideas.com, uh, for $39, you get the uh, level one, level two, level three, level four, parent taught, swim America, the 10 level, 10 stations. Um, there are multiple days of each class, um, and they follow a general formula. Introduce a skill, practice the skill, play a game. Revisit the skill, allow them to do the skill, play another game, and then move on. Uh, so generally, that's the formula that we follow uh, because it breaks up the intense reaching and the intense uh, learning environment. We do a lot of repetition. So three times streamline plus a flip, three times streamline plus three strokes of freestyle and then a flip, three times streamline plus five strokes of freestyle with one breath and then a flip. You know, that can get pretty boring. So we intersperse those activities. You know, that's our format so we can get a lot done and we can learn really, really rapidly in that environment. But we also understand that we're working with children and they need to be stimulated. They need to be challenged. They need to be interested. And if we play a game, that's fun and effective. Or if we give them a challenge, you know, we can substitute a game with the challenges. Then it, it, it resets their interest level. It resets their, um, effort. So I had a private lesson because two of the kids in the class didn't show up that week. 
And so it was me and one kid who is a level three. He's learning how to turn his head to the side to breathe. And it was just him and I for 45 minutes. And he's a good kid. I mean, he, I haven't had him. It was the beginning of the session, so I've only had him once before. And uh, we did a three-time streamline plus something activity, and then we did a challenge. And we just followed that pattern over and over again. And it was awesome. He was smiling. He was engaged. He was really excited about the challenges. And when he had to do the learning work, when he had to do the three-time streamline, he was on point. He was putting his effort into it. He was receptive to my feedback. He was uh, uh determined. Um, he, he changed his behavior. And by that, I mean, he made adjustments to how he was moving his body to better swim. And by the end of the lesson, he was, you know, he had a great time. He was thankful. Uh, we had a good connection going. We, um, and because, and that's because I, th- I think the series of challenges that were ever more difficult and interesting and fun. And, and he loved it. And he was like, he didn't know what to expect because they kept getting different and more interesting and more challenging. Um, and, and he hadn't done them before. So, uh, that was an exciting, it was an exciting example of success in a swim lesson. Uh, and that's why we're talking about it today. Uh, so I continue to, I'm going to continue using this challenge structure. It works in large groups. Uh, if you read, uh, swim lesson update, uh, you'll see, uh, which is the blog post I'm mentioning here. It's called Swim Lesson Update, published on April 7th. Uh, you'll see that I had a group of nine kids, and I did an experiment in trying to run the class like a swim swim team class. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do it again. It didn't work very well. It, it's intense. You know, swim lessons require manpower, so uh, we had to have three instructors when normally we would have two. Uh, so it wasn't as effective. Uh, but in that lesson, in that time, I did a series of challenges and they were immensely successful, even in a diverse group of kids with different uh, ability levels. So we're going to continue to use them. Uh, they're probably going to show up in future lesson plans or updated lesson plans. Uh, you'll see more personal challenges or at the very least, um, we'll put together a list of personal challenges that you can draw from and then kind of be inspired by. Uh, ideally, you just want to simply look at the kid you're working with ask yourself, what is somewhat interesting that we don't normally do, but is still related to swimming? Uh, and how can we kind of build on it? How can we do it in three steps? And then the first challenge is the first step. The second challenge is kind of a little bit more complicated. And the third challenge is the most complicated, most difficult version of that activity. And then the next challenge can be something completely different. Um, and I want to know what you think. Are, are you interested in using these personal challenges in your swim lessons. Uh, definitely connect with me on Twitter at Swimming Ideas, or you can send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. Uh, and again, I want to just make a mention here. Uh, I am looking for guests on this podcast. I, I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story, and I want to know what challenges you're looking for. And in general, I'm going to ask three questions, which are of interest to most people uh, that visit swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, question number one is, what swim lesson program do you use? Uh, we just recently ran a survey. Uh, 100 people responded so far. Uh, 20% of them follow swimming ideas. 38% uh, do something else. 
usually a combination of Auswim, which is Australia's swim program, uh, the ASA, which is the UK swim program. Uh, that's the general other. Or uh, there's assorted others that are on there that are not listed. Um, another 20% use uh, American Red Cross, I should say 30%, or have adapted it in some way. And then very few people use Swim America, and a number of people use YMCA. So, uh, you know, I want to hear what program you use and why, uh, or if you've adapted it, and what have you adapted, and what's what's important to you? You know, what... When you look at your level structure and your programs and your testing, what are you looking at and how are you making it easy for you and your staff? And the second question is, how do you train and recruit uh, good staff? Uh, that's one of the biggest problems for people is recruiting people to work for their swim lessons. It's typically a part-time job. Uh, so how do you get high-quality staff and how do you train them? And then finally, what are games that you play that are fun and effective? Uh, anything, you know, everyone has this creative uh, expression of how to learn and teach swimming and interact with people. Uh, I'm sure that you have a game that we haven't heard of. Uh, I know uh, Karis Mount and Jennifer Butler both had excellent uh, swim lesson games. Uh, Jennifer have, has these amazing books and storytelling and her integration and leverage of her time as a preschool teacher really is expressed in her swim lesson program. You know, what story do you have that you could share with our community? All right, connect with me, Jeff at swimming lesson or swimming ideas.com. That's Jeff at swimming ideas.com. And, uh, connect with me on Twitter at swimming ideas. Uh, and, you know, do that now. Let me know when you're interested. And tomorrow we can teach better swim lessons together.